Consensus 1234 invites you to get this with Tony Martin and George McEncrow. Good morning, everybody. That'd be me, Tony Martin, and that'd be Ed Cavalier over Hi. there. Hi. Hello. Hi, George. Oh, give oh. George a round. Oh, hello, George. Hello, hello, hello. One of the great things about doing a national show on Triple M is we get to introduce uh, our listeners to people they may not have heard before. No. Now, our Brisbane listeners are used to you crapping oh. on. Bored witless with the, me crapping on. They've been going, well, we just got rid of her about a few minutes ago. <laughs> She's <laughs> back. She's back again. Can't shake me. I uh, like that. How are things up in Brisbane? Because things are marvellous in Brisbane. Always beautiful. All we hear about is water crisis. It's down to one glass per person per week. That's what we're told. Is that <laughs> inaccurate? And then, no, no, that's exactly. In fact, that's overstating it a bit. You can suck on an ice block. You know, right. It's like you've just come oh. out of a general anaesthetic in right. Brisbane. You can suck on an ice block and uh, pass it to the next in line. <laughs> it's pretty tight. It's tough. And they're blaming people from the south. Oh, really? Yeah, because what? I was originally a Melbourne girl, yes. we get the blame. That and health nuts who are, who are looking after their kidneys, they're so copying the blame for the drought. Melbourne is siphoning water off from yep. Brisbane? Is that what's going on? Well, all and people from Sydney move up and drink their water. I just remember. Uh, look, when did you leave Brisbane, Ed? Uh, for high school. So some years ago now. About 1999? Yeah, a little bit before that. Right. Because I lived in the mid-80s, and back in those days, you could just leave a tap running all day. <laughs> in fact, it was encouraged, wasn't <laughs> it? Was it was fantastic. <laughs> no, but it is beautiful despite the drought. It's still looking lush and green and gorgeous. Yes. Are people coming up with brilliant ways of saving water? Well, the tank idea is getting a run, yeah. you know, and That's people good. make nice-looking tanks, pretty What do you tanks. mean? What do they, they paint them up real Well, nice? no, you know, they, instead of just your standard round one, there yeah. are people looking at the big, long, flat ones that sit against your fence. And, oh, okay. Yeah, they're quite good. Any, any novelty shapes yet? No, but I'm sure there's a market. For Big pineapple tanks. Oh, oh, that's a great <laughs> idea. There you go. Look, Ed's already thinking of what the patent will say <laughs> on that. <laughs> I find this is where a lot of water goes south, is when you you turn on the tap and you wait for it to get hot. Yes. And yes. there's all that water. If now, you, you meant to leave all, a bucket under your shower. That's what we now have a little jug next to the sink, so that water that's running, that's for the dog. Right. The dog's getting that water. The dog's getting tepid water. Oh, look, no, we cut off just before the tepid. <laughs> But, you know, that's water that's <laughs> going missing. Yep. Yeah. There's uh, the half-flush. Do you have the half? Everyone has to have a half-flush yep. toilet. We still have the full-flush toilet, Ooh. but I've developed the hand of a master safe cracker. Oh, yeah. I can slightly push it and just create my own artificial half-flush. And, you know, Tony doesn't have, like, anywhere near enough time on his hands. No. <laughs> He doesn't give much thought to these things at all. But it's nice because now you can get to muck up with water. Like yeah. now going the full fight, it's a little thrill for you. It was like smoking in a labour ward or something. Like it's just yes. so not done. Really? But you can just go, oh, I'm going to just go the full flush today. Do people not smoke in a labour ward? So yeah, Ed and I don't have yeah, children, what? so we're unfamiliar no, no, with what you should. goes well, on there. Well, look, you, you wouldn't want right. to do it. You'd be in strife. I went and saw a couple of years ago, they put out the director's cut of The Exorcist. Do you remember oh, that? Good idea. And one of the new scenes was the scene where... Where uh, the the doctor who's discovered that uh, Linda Blair is the devil mm. comes out of the operating theatre to announce this and just comes out smoking a huge <laughs> fag. Yeah, I'm worried about your daughter, mate. Possessed by the devil, and it just brought the house down. And you don't want a big laugh on the exorcist. No. It's not going to help. I went to that house, by the way. The exorcist house. Yeah, it's completely knocked down except for the staircase, and they right. can't sell the land. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Don't you love how we've just segued back to yesterday's movie show? Do it. We, oh, did well a, we did a whole show just talking about nothing but movies yesterday. I heard. People are still calling. 
people still want to talk. You know, someone's calling up going, what about Weekend at Bernie's too? <laughs> we didn't say anything about that. But that's not what we're going to do. We're trying to get back onto normal topics today. Right. George, what is the big topic du jour on your breakfast show, The Cage in Brisbane? Oh, it has to be Jason Ackermanis being dropped by the um, Brisbane oh, Lions. Yeah. Is that sports? I think so. Sports. Right. Sports, sports and more sports. But Acker's, you know, he's the, he's the darling petty-up deer of... Brisbane, really. Really? Mm. I mean, I'm not trying to sound like I don't know what you're talking about. You but know, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Jason Ackermanis, you know what Jason, I just, I don't know. know any... F- I said on the show the other day that I didn't know who Leighton Hewitt was. Yeah. And Dobbo, our boss, calls up. Mate, that was a gag, wasn't it? <laughs> How could Surely you know, you know who Leighton Hewitt is. We had to sit through a three-hour, like, educational film about <laughs> it afterwards. Oh, my it's going, God. You're talking about Samuel Beckett on that bloody show. <laughs> <laughs> you know who Leighton Hewitt is? He never, he never won a Davis Cup. Beckett doesn't test well, buddy. He hasn't got any sizzle. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. But I'm trying to learn as much as I can about sports. Right. Wackermanis is like a, you know, really kind of well-known yeah. AFL football player. Yeah, he's got the dyed hair. He's your spivvy, flamboyant character. He looks right. like a pirate because he's yeah. got really dyed, like shock of white hair mm. and then this kind of really dark moustache. Right. He's an excellent footballer. I'm right. And he speaks Spanish. All this down. Oh, he's the Renaissance man. Right. He's got a bit of everything. And what's the controversy? What's he done? He's been dropped. Lee Matthews has dropped him. Is that Lethal Lee? <laughs> that is Lethal. That's, see, I That's do know something. That's a great nickname. I remember uh, seeing years ago, I actually went into my milk bar to try and get the hoarding. You know the hoarding? That's that little yeah. thing for the newspaper that's yeah. out yeah. the front. And the headline was, Mrs. Lethal Speaks. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody had obtained an interview with Lee Matthews' wife. <laughs> Mrs. Lethal. I just Not love bad. the idea that she's known as Mrs. Lethal. Yeah. Oh, here she comes, Mrs. Lethal. <laughs> Look out. Yeah, don't say I know nothing about football. No. I'm getting the hang of this. You know the important stuff. George, do you want to stick around for the rest of the show? Well, I'm a bit worried about your lack of knowledge about footy, but I'll give you a red hot go. We're locking the doors. That'd be Icehouse, Great yeah. Southern Land. Here at Get This on Triple M. One of our Brisbane Triple M connections, George McEncrow, is sitting in on the show today. Very pleased to be here. What's with the George? I mean, I'm remembering the famous five that was George. Well, I don't know. Always I don't know accused why of being mum. a tomboy. Well, I was because I had two older brothers. Right. Um, so you just had to be. It's Georgina, really. Uh, yeah. But it just didn't suit me. I went Georgina for a while, but that had all <laughs> sorts of problems. So I just stuck with George. <laughs> and what about, how many children do you have? Four. Four? What the hell is and that like? one of them that I like. No, yeah, they're gorgeous. Um, what's that like? Uh, what, what do you mean? Well, I mean, how do you have time to do anything at all? Well, I've got a very loving and devoted husband oh, right. uh, who, who's at home with the kids now that I'm back at work. We've done the big life change thing. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and I was at home with them solid for eight years. It nearly did my head in. I can imagine. Because mm. I had them all under five too. That right. Was, that when was they were really under five, were any of them called up for jury duty? <laughs> no, but I have noticed that somebody has been. And quite frankly, I'm disappointed that none of them were. This happened in England. Uh, four-year-old got called up for jury duty. Uh, that would be a great look. What though, was the case? Yeah. I uh, mean, if it was a child-relevant case, that might be very handy. It doesn't say what the case was. I, I'd like to think that it was, you know, murder. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do as well. We have reached a verdict. <laughs> jury, have you ever been called up for jury? Duty? I have. Right, and I was kicked off 
because I'd actually had relations with the barrister presenting the case. But <laughs> it was one of those terrible moments where I thought, did I just pash him or did something else unto and and he went up to the to the magistrate and said, Oh and they said, Would juror number six stand up? Because and I waited all day and all I was right. so pumped. I was like I'd go, come on down. It was finally my chance. Yeah. And I got to sit in and then he said, uh, you are known to the barrister. Mm-hmm. Said, oh, right. See, I thought you meant that you just got to the court and had relations with him <laughs> in an attempt to get out of jury duty. I'm thinking that's a good way that's to get out. That's a smart thing. No. We did, you know, one of those messy nightclub-y days from... Anyway. Let's not talk about that anymore. I'm if a married you, woman with four so children. If you get called up for jury duty, you've got to do it. You do. That's right. Yeah, I it's think worth so. doing. And if it's like a really long case and you're going to be missing work for ages, well, what happens there? You, you're rooted. You're rooted. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. All right. You can't get out of it. All right. You, so the best thing to do is just try and play mad. Pencils yeah. up the nose yeah, like yeah. the black adder. Yeah. And just saying bibble. That was how he did it. <laughs> Would that get you out? It could. Yeah, give it, it a whirl. Cool. Yeah, you got say. the surefire getting out of jury duty. <laughs> Questions? Sticking a pencil up somebody else's nose might work. Yeah, I'll give that a burl. We often do that <laughs> while the songs are on. Uh, what have you got there, Ed? Is that a story about the super sperm donor? Oh, yeah. Who's Look, that guy? What's uh, well, he up to? Not named, unfortunately, but they're running out. Uh, there's a man who's 6'3", studied uh, medicine, yeah. uh, athletic appearance, and he was so popular. 401 uh, women have had... This, this man's sperm and give, given them a child. And, they're, and they've run out. This is in America. Yeah, in point. America, It's yeah. not going on here. Oh, no, no. Well, Warney's setting up kind of impromptu <laughs> <laughs> sperm donorships around the place. Um, <laughs> He's on tap now. <laughs> <laughs> a keg. <laughs> the Warney keg. Just, Just hook the hose up to the Playboy logo <laughs> and you're away. Oh, I can't get clean enough. Now, uh, 17 vials of, uh, of this good stuff. Uh, of the top shelf gear. <laughs> The black label, <laughs> right? Costs. How much would you pay, Tone? For 17 vials. Yeah, if I brought 17 vials in and said it was good stuff, how yeah. much would you pay? Well, I'd want to cut a deal on this. Okay, I mean, well, I'm just not paying. Give me an offer. I'm not paying top dollar for sperm. He's 6'3". He's 6'3". <laughs> What do you got, Tone? How much? Can you, make, can you cut it with somebody else's dot? Like, just how did we get into this conversation? <laughs> you brought it up. Did I bring this up? Yes, you asked Is me. Is this what happens on the Brisbane cage? <laughs> Never. You'd be in Never. a lot of trouble right oh, now. I'm guessing. My God, I'd be flogged within an inch of my life. Okay. Four grand, 17 vials, four grand. All right. So this guy is. How did he get the job? I mean, how did he? Well, oh, how the do other, you become the? How do you end up being talked about on the other side of the world? The, this is the clincher. Right. Apart from all his like physical. Uh, and mental kind of attributes. Right. He apparently also has a really close relationship with his mother. That's <laughs> oh. the clincher. And so that's what the ladies want. Oh yeah, they're looking through the brochure. Yep, and they're going six foot three. Yep, blonde, blue eyes. Yep. likes his uh, his mum. Yep, best right. four grand. God Almighty! <laughs> Back your car up and uh, grab your vials. <laughs> I don't know. So you suggest you've now introduced that disturbing image of Shane Warne. Did you see that footage, George? No, I didn't. Of but him I've on the romp. I've, I've heard about it, and you know, quite frankly, poor little Shane. Mm. What's he doing? Learn another trick. Read a book. Yeah. You know. He's got to discover backgammon or something to is he pass playing, the hours. Is there any cricket going on at the moment? Yeah, he's playing uh, for Hampshire in England. And right. like doing brilliantly. That's always the way it is. Yeah. On the field, genius. Off field. Right. Do you think he's worried about how that match is going? There's only one thing that really worries me, and that's hair loss. Of course. <laughs> I like how he's playing a little bit of guitar in the background. <laughs> he playing, loves a bit of jazz fusion. Just, <laughs> just laying down a bit of bass while he talks. <laughs> All right, we'll be back with more in a moment. I'll get this. 
Danny California, that's those chilli peppers. It's Get This, it's Triple M with me, Tony Martin. Ed's over hey. there and George from our Brisbane office is sitting. In the middle. There you go, mm. in the sandwich. <laughs> uh, we've had some great, haven't we had some good co-hosts over the oh, weeks? Oh, it's been a dream. And, you know, we have to start getting them back through again. Yeah. That's the thing we've had. I want to have Jane Kennedy back oh, here. Oh, she was excellent. I want to have Angus Sampson back oh, here. he's Very cool. good. I want to get Bob Franklin back in here and try and startle him again. Oh, it's tough. It's tough. It takes Glenn Robbins to startle Bob Franklin, apparently. <laughs> but we'll get them all back through again. But I just want to mention some of the people we've got coming in next week. Uh, Dave Graney is going to be sitting in. Oh, good. Uh, King of pop. He's going to be here. Santo Chalaro is going to oh, be yes. here. Heath Franklin. Yeah, my friend Heath. Who plays Chopper Reed on the Ronnie Johns show. Yeah, as well as Ronnie Johns himself. Yeah. And a number of other characters people don't seem to remember. He's going to be coming in. <laughs> oh, look. They're all good. Yeah. And my sister is going to be hosting the show with us. Which, your sister, the should we, I know a little bit. Should I leave it? What? She's a violinist. She's a violinist. I've only recently discovered she exists. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. My newly discovered sister, never been on radio. She's going to be co-hosting the show next Thursday. Well, violinists uh, make, traditionally make great radio hosts. That's true. It'll be the longest conversation we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> that won't be uncomfortable for me at all. <laughs> she's your agent. She's hey. like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Steady on. Ooh. I feel weird about it. I'm not sure what I meant to say there. <laughs> like, keep away, I guess, what I normally get. She's a violinist. I play really bad violin on the Kath and Kim show. Yes. Mm. And then I discover I've got the sister, and she's like an award-winning proper violinist. Excellent. So that's, and she's been touring with Kanye West. Who? <laughs> Kanye West. I know. That's excellent. I tell you what, a lot of people don't know uh, how to say. If you notice when you speak to older people sometimes, mm -hmm. they'll say Kane West. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll just, uh, just, can you just talk for a second? Yep. Yeah, just Here talk I to George. Uh, I just got a cue. Hey, George, what's Do you uh, have any violinists in your family? Uh, I don't have any actual violinists. I've got IT professionals. That, that doesn't count. <laughs> what about you? Any music? I, ha I any have sweet a. Music uh, in your my oldest brother, uh, John, is a very good violinist, and um, and he's quite excellent. I don't know how he'd go talking on the radio, but um, I've known. Come? Well, you know, I don't know. I just thought. I don't, Why, just, just trying to relate. Bring Tony's ah, back in to play saying. here, uh, and and thanks. It's good being a guest on a show where the host jumps up and you know basically leaves and goes down the shop and yeah, comes yeah, back yeah. and makes a casserole and dinner's still not ready and what? everyone's drinking too much wine and he's running around. It's all a bit. Oh, here he comes. We've got too many things on the boil. <laughs> too many things. Well, we're supposed to be what cross trying to do. <laughs> I've got this Kanye West bit. I think ah. it's kind of funny, but we'll have to track it down. But right. we're going to have uh, across to the miners very soon. Oh, good. Because <gasps> really? why not? Every other show's doing it. Yeah, we should. Why shouldn't we? They're going to win should. the Melbourne Cup this year. Though, that's miners. up on the griddle. But in the meantime, <laughs> <laughs> that's still. Oh, it's. Have you got that miners thing there? Yeah. Oh, you oh, let's have a round of applause for Maddie. Maddie from production uh, has just left his booth and run in. It was only written about ten minutes ago during one of the songs. <laughs> so that's how this. You know what this show is like. Remember on Wallace and Gromit when they're you know oh. laying down the bits of train track just yes. before they get to. <laughs> I have that feeling. <laughs> that is probably the entire program. I love it though. I love song. it when you get all excited, Tony, and you run in and out of the studio, and then he he's sort of reaching over and and pointing at screens with Rich, poor Rich. Oh, and now God, his headphones have come off. His headphones have been caught and snagged and. Off. <laughs> Did you guys see the minus thing last night? I couldn't. No, I didn't. I tuned in, you know, halfway through in time to just see Eddie Maguire on stage with two minors just reading out a long list of sponsors. <laughs> I, I heard Okay, that. this is like, they might as well be still back down there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a long list of crazy yeah, was, John's mobile phones. Was one of them almost laughing? 
Which one have you got, Kanye? Oh, I've got Kanye. Now I can finally explain. Sorry, I'll go. Hey, Tony, when I talk to a lot of older people, yes. they call him Kane West. I get that a lot. <laughs> so the Do way you? to remember it is you've got to pretend you're a Scottish drunk <laughs> singing Can You Feel It by the Jacksons. Okay. That's how you're... Let me explain. Kanye. 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 Was that worth the wait? That is I, the strangest. Uh, that's a moment. That wasn't worth the wait at that, all. How did that come to you, Tony? That is the strangest oh, thing we've but ever that's how played. I, had to try and, I was trying to explain it to a man who was in his 70s. Oh, yes. I'm going, it's Kanye. And, of course, <laughs> the man in his 70s would relate to that song yeah, so well. Yeah, the I, context. Don't want to, I don't want to implicate anyone from my family. <laughs> Are you going to tell me we've got that minus thing now? I oh. can't believe this. Uh, because, you know, we, I'm just going to talk about the, the psychology oh, yeah. of being stuck down a mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I, I don't know what was going on. They weren't allowed to talk to their families, is that right? No, for fear of bringing them unstuck, mm. which I can understand. So what they had to have was like a steady voice, someone they could relate to oh, yes. on a sort of anonymous level so they wouldn't panic. Okay. And I believe we've got some graphic footage oh, wow. of life down the mine. Hey, hey mate, mate. Shh, hey, shh, what? Can you hear that? Turn that off for a sec, listen. Hey. Oh, oh yeah. They're getting closer. Hey. Oh, Jeez. Jeez, hell. I'm starving. Chuck us a sandwich, mate. Oh, yeah. This is Big Brother. Oh, here we go. Brand, <sighs> as you well know, <laughs> you're only supposed to be eating sustagen. For f- sake, I am f- sick of f- sustagen. Brand, that's a $10,000 fine. Oh, f- Brand, step into the punishment room. This is the punishment room, isn't it? Todd, put on your iPod. And turn up the volume. Oh, for f- sake. I am sick of the f***ing Foo Fighters. Todd, that's a $10,000 fine. Ah, f- Come on, mate. All right, he's got it on. Brandt, your task was to make things uncomfortable for Todd. Oh, look, I emptied the water bottle into his blanket, like you said. Brandt. I notice you're not wearing the clown costume we sent through. I am, I'm wearing it. Where are the shoes? Oh, well, I found one of them. I think Todd's hidden the other one. Oh, hey, 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 hang on. I think someone's breaking through. Todd, Todd, mate, check it out. Hello, guys, are you there? We're here. Oh, oh, look, I can see the top of your head. Is that you, Barry? Good on you guys. Where have you had no time? someone here who wants a word. What? G'day, fellas. Who's that? It's me, David Kosh. Oh. Do you mind if I squeeze in there with you? There's no room, mate. We can't move for f***ing sustagen. Brant, you've been evicted. Leave the mine immediately. Not unless I get an assurance that Shannon Noll will not sink. Brant, leave the mine immediately. Mind if I get a photo? Koshy, leave the mine immediately. Get this. Human garbage would be the word I'd use to describe them. For census, one, two, three, four on Triple M. Oh, look, it's Triple M. It's Get This. And don't forget to pop down to the website, send us an abusive message, or uh, possibly win yourself a whole bunch of free movie tickets. Ooh. That sounds good. Thanks to census, one, two, three, four. That'd be dumb things, Paul Kelly here at Get This on Triple M. And guess what, Ed? We are running to time. I think what? It's never happened before. Let's talk movies. It's that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it back. We've got George Crow from the Brisbane Cage mm. uh, sitting and It's the influence of having someone from a real radio program. Yeah. That's what I it think is. it is. I'm bringing that kind of breakfast speed to everything. You are. Doing brilliantly. And, and Tony, I felt like Garth uh, out of Wayne's World when you ran off just then. <laughs> You know when he leaves Garth to talk to someone, he just like sits there stunned. Oh, 
Yeah, I was just like, do you, uh, That like happens stuff. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Really? <laughs> that happens a lot when people talk to me. Thanks <laughs> for Please that, come Ed. back. Thank you very much to Maddie for just oh, God, putting, so good. mixing that good. sketch down while we were talking. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Genius. And you know we, how we couldn't find the Kanye West thing? Yeah. Because it was in the computer ah. as Kane West. <laughs> oh, my God. So the very problem we were trying to illustrate oh. was responsible for us not having Hoist the clip. By our own Stop lingering at the scene of the accident, Tony Martin. What about <laughs> Big Brother? What about Big Brother? Are you guys on your breakfast show talking about that? We're, well, we are and we're not. I mean, we, we talk mm. to Gretel once a week. We, and I like that. The, the fellas aren't so mad keen for that chat. Yeah. I'd do it. What I love about it, the people in the house is there's such a wide range of conversational Absolutely. topics. Absolutely. And you can just cross there any time yeah. on your phone or whatever and see what's going on. Do you want to do that now? Yeah, we can do Please. it. See what they're talking about. Anna, your titties. You just want some. No, I don't. I'm actually very contented with my boobs, hence the reason why I share it with my top You're talking about boobs. Fancy. Oh, they're great. I can fit into anything and same. No, I'm only joking. They'll change to another subject, I'm sure, yeah. at the moment. You're saying stuff about your flat chest, so I say stuff about my boobs. I'm not flat chested. I just oh. said Sorry, your small boobs. I, all I said was I'm happy with my boobs because I'm lucky I can fit into lots of different tops. I didn't say anything about your boobs. And I said I'm lucky, I'm happy with my boobs because I can fit into any top too. Yep. So and I said, oh, okay, that's good. And you said something about looking better. I was like, mm, you didn't. It's amazing how well you two bonded in that time you had together. But see, just any time you tune in uh, this boob talk. It's like, it's like a meeting of the UN, really. That's just fascinating. I know people love the housemates. Australia loves the housemates. Okay, I'm not yeah. denying that. But do they ever talk about anything else apart from themselves? I don't think so. Does no. that ever come up? Well, you wouldn't. No. If you're that interesting. Yeah. <laughs> they all look so flabby and unfit. That's yeah. what I, they're like a real cross section. They're like just going down to the plaza and picking out twelve people at random plaza. and shoving them in there. Plaza? You know, they're shopping down to Bilo. Yeah. You'll do. Come on, come, big brother. We want to get what? a real cross section. Oh my god. Uh, I love Bilo. I'm not going to say a word against Bilo. I love Bilo. But, but to me, it always sounds like all the products have bile in them. <laughs> Bilo. Sorry. Are we still going to air? What's the time to do? It's like impaler furniture. You always feel like you're going to impale yourself on the corner of the lazy suit. That was a lovely bit of mime tone. You sort of jabbing yourself under the ribs. Vlad the impala. Yeah. Uh, what are we talking about today? Pranks gone wrong. Yeah. There's always pranks going wrong. Listen to what happened in America. Uh, a mother was arrested for allegedly helping her daughter and her friends make biscuits laced with a laxative for a teacher <laughs> who had given one of the girls low marks. The prank went wrong when the targeted teacher did not eat any but gave uh, the biscuits to everyone in his class. Oh, dear. Oh, and it was just a massive explosion. <laughs> prank gone wrong. There it is. Prank <laughs> gone wrong. And you'd be spewing too. You're trying to get hit with the kids. You're the mum. You're baking. up going, oh, this will be hilarious. <laughs> And then, no, every all, every angry parent in the neighbourhood knocking on your door. Oh, look. Have you uh, been involved in a prank gone wrong, George? I've been involved in several pranks gone wrong. Yes. Uh, one, as a, as a teacher, when I was an English teacher oh. at a school in Oh, you were a teacher? In Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And uh, we had a girl who thought it'd be really funny to play a prank on our PE teacher. Yes. <laughs> and she said to us, what do you think? And given, you know, and being um, a senior member of staff, I said, yeah, that'd be ace. <laughs> uh, hence why I'm not in teaching anymore. But she said, oh, that'll be good. So we gave her the, the green light. And um, unfortunately, in front of the whole school, the PE teacher wasn't, was freeballing that day. <laughs> and it all went horribly wrong. That's fantastic. Yeah. That is fantastic. You must be a good. hero at that school. Oh, oh mate, goodness. I rocked. 
Does the um, teaching instincts come out when you're doing your oh. breakfast show? And I do have a way of asking people to just shush up a bit mm. and share around, and it's not all about you, Tony oh. Martin. You know, I can do yeah. that sort of thing quite well. Do you often say to uh, Ian Skippen, I think, hosts that show, do you ever give him a, are you chewing? <laughs> <laughs> share it with everyone yeah, on the show. For everyone. If you haven't got enough, yeah, yeah no. I, yeah, I do. I do get a bit school mummy sometimes. Frank gone wrong. Here's one for you. Uh, years ago when we were doing the Degeneration Breakfast Show on Triple M, mm. uh, it was Banana Day. You know yeah. when they have like some yeah, marketing people declare that it's a day. So they've yep. gone, it's Banana Day. So they just send in boxes and boxes of bananas. And just because we were bored and young and stupid, we thought, let's put them all in Michael Veach's car. That's funny. So we <laughs> filled his car, literally filled it with bananas. <laughs> That's funny. And we thought he'll go down at the end of yeah. the show at nine o'clock and we'll all have a good laugh. But he didn't go down to his car at the oh. end of the show. He had to go off and film fast forward all day. Oh, no. Gets back oh. to his car at five o'clock. Oh, no. One of the hottest days of the year. Oh, yeah. Just filled with brown goo. Smell. <laughs> <laughs> just a big molten banana mess. <laughs> I think the car was just towed out to an empty lot and blown up. It was just nothing you could do with it. Prank gone wrong. Well, I've got, I had a prank gone right. Prank gone right? Yeah, a genius Yes, at, uh, at my school called Alex Durella uh, once decided that he'd go down to the home and he could smell cooked chicken and he knew that they must have just finished a yes. chicken cooking class. He went down, uh, waited for them to leave, Goldilocks style, uh, took as many as he could and put them into the bag of each of the kids in that class. So they all came back down and went, oh, the chickens are gone. Our chickens are gone. What are we going to do? And then the bell went and they all had to leave and off they went, carrying the chickens that they'd cooked in their bags. <laughs> Frank gone right. Nice. That's got a happy ending. Genius. That's no use to us. <laughs> Sorry. That's I just not, like that story. There's so much going on at your school. Did you say the other day on the show, I didn't realise till later, that you, your headmaster gave you a passing grade by if you agreed to be his slave for a day? Yeah, because oh, I'd, I'd never been to a running carnival. Yeah. Yeah. So he said, look, that's, this is it. You're coming to the running carnival and you're going to be my helper and then I'll, I'll fudge the thing and you'll get through. And I did. And what kind of slave stuff did you have to do? Oh, just like coffee, hat, uh, minding, sunscreen putting on, that kind right. of stuff. Not yeah. English boarding school kind Innocent of stuff. Innocent stuff. Oh, the headmaster didn't get into a gimp costume. No. <laughs> there was, there was one slow dance to music, but it was tasteful. Oh, <laughs> It's all above board. Do you have a prank gone wrong, horribly or otherwise? Yeah. Give us a call at Talkback Mountain, one triple three five three. That's no doubt with It's My Life. That yep. used to be by Talk Talk when I was a young man. Oh, is that right? That's a remake. I'm pretty sure it is. Mm-hmm. George McEncrow from our Brisbane yes. Depot is sitting in on the show today. Yes. Any observations, any lessons you've learned to take back to your program? Well, you know I'm a spy for yeah. upper management. I'm here to take notes <laughs> on you all today. Oh, no, I'm a... having a very nice time. I will be very interested in this memo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Those memos go on for days. Yeah. Uh, what's the time for? <laughs> Talkback Mountain, and the topic today is pranks gone wrong. Who have we got on the line, Ed? Hey, Matt. How you going, guys? Good, good. Uh, tell us, what was your prank that went wrong? Well, I uh, was in uh, back in history when you used to sit there and watch uh, videos for a lesson or a couple of lessons. So the first lesson, the teacher wheeled in the big uh, TV and I realised that the video was the same as uh, the one I had at home. So uh, the next lesson was a double. So I brought in my remote from home and every time the teacher would decide to stop it to uh, talk about what had just happened, I decided to press fast forward (laughs) or pause or stop or right through the whole lesson and 
That's you guys knew, and they were having a bit of a chuckle. And the next day, I thought, oh, that was pretty funny. I'll tell the teacher what happened. And uh, yeah, she turned around and rang my parents. Oh, oh bad sport. So I don't understand why you would tell the teacher. Yeah. So you've pulled off the perfect prank. Yeah, it was a really good I prank. I was proud of it. I thought she should know. So this uh, is where uh, criminals. It was a bit of showing off. They always fall down. Can't one help mistake. themselves. You know, yeah, the, I know. The Riddler always has to send a letter <laughs> to Commissioner <laughs> Gordon. Why doesn't he, he can't figure stop it out? Himself. He can't stop himself. Hey, thanks, Matt. That was great. That's brilliant. Uh, hey, Adam, are you there? Yes, I am. How you doing? Tell us your yeah. uh, prank, mate. Uh, pretty good, yeah. I was having a birthday party at the High Five Bar, you know, Tony, where the festival club is in Melbourne. In Melbourne, oh, yes. Yep. And I was having my 26th birthday there, and um, we'd been having a few drinks, and a couple of mates lured me to the stage. Yep. And basically one of them unloaded a fire extinguisher in my face. <gasps> oh, there you go. That's prank gone wrong. But one of those ones that, uh, you know, sucked the oxygen out of the area in the next 200 metres. And you need oxygen. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, it does help. That's the problem. And, you know, I'm just glad to hear that they do have a fire extinguisher at the Hi-Fi Club. <laughs> Because, you know, I've been to a few of those festival club events and the word fire trap is the one that springs to mind. I'm sure yeah, everything's above board. I'm not suggesting it's not. And there's some hot acts there too. So <laughs> there you go. Dangerous. Thanks, George. Get yeah, me out no of worries. trouble. Yeah. Okay, Thanks, Adam. <laughs> fire extinguisher in the face. Yeah. Hey, Amanda, are you there? Yeah. Uh, tell me, what did you do? Uh, many years ago, you used to be able to buy these little um, exploding rocks that exploded when there was heat. And mm. um, we pulled the innards out of my girlfriend's cigarette, oh, yes. packed all these little rocks in her cigarette. <laughs> and of course, when she was going to light her smoke, it would explode. We packed all the smoke with them really heavily. And that afternoon, we all went off to bingo. And that's when she pulled out the exploding smoke. Right. <laughs> and in the bingo hall, <laughs> the smoke. I can't even say what she said, but there was a lot of four letter words. Frank <laughs> <laughs> gone. I was sort of right. Yeah, really. what, I thought it went pretty well by yeah. the sound. A bingo hall. I mean, ten years later, we're still laughing about. Yeah. <laughs> now, hang on. Where do you? What are these tiny rocks that explode? Yeah. I mean, I, I, you used to get them in the trick stores. No. As soon as they replied to heat, I think it was like something that's in a sparkler. Yeah. Oh, nice and, one. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're thinking of waging a mini jihad. <laughs> Do people think they were under attack? Like, no. were they loud bangs? Everyone was just looking and wondering what the hell this woman's screaming out, shooting right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> this cigarette was just exploding. Just a bad night of bingo. And did it interfere with the bingo at all? Hey, I was so busy laughing and I had tears pouring down my face. It was so funny, I couldn't pull up the game. <laughs> well, Thanks, man. I love a prank where someone is still laughing 10 years yeah, later. Same. <laughs> That's a triumph. Hey, hey, Cole, are you there? Yep. Tell us, what, what was your prank, mate? Yeah, um, I let off a stink bomb in the waiting room of a health facility that I work at. <laughs> at a health facility? <laughs> hang on, hang on. Why is that a prank gone wrong, though? Yeah. No, no. Uh, what it was is our, our, our receptionist was known for his flatulence, so I thought uh. I'd get him back and I dropped a stink bomb in his uh, wastebasket under his desk. <laughs> Trouble is... It went off, and it went off in bigger mag- magnitude than I thought. Right. And it stunk out the whole department. And w- did and he go- get the blame for that? Well, what the worst part was is at the time, my boss was out, but he came back then with some people higher up yeah. and come walking <laughs> through going, uh, what's that odour? Yeah. And I had to quickly rush around and get all the windows open, air fresheners, etc., etc. It's just the receptionist. He was not impressed. Just the receptionist letting go one of his bunker busters <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> no, still get talking about it, and it's like, don't mention the war. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, a fabulous selection. Thanks, Carl. Of no pranks worries. gone horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's pretty much what this show is, a prank gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's not over yet. Do you want to stick around for more, George? I think I will. All right, right. done. Get this. I don't think um, 
uh, in any way, uh, it's, uh, it's inappropriate. For Census 1234 on Triple M. Six weeks and we finally got Billy Joel yes. on Get This Here at First Triple concert M. I ever went to. Uh, was it really? Yep. Really? Yeah, with my auntie. It was a choice. <laughs> How old were you? Uh, I was like eight or nine. It was a Stormfront tour. I was blown away. <laughs> I, I was blown away. I remember that. I was blown away by the big flags. Uh, look, George McEncrow has sat in for the entire show. She's uh, on the Brisbane cage up at our Brisbane office and getting a lot of calls. That show has a lot of fans. They're yeah, calling yeah. in. No, what can I say? I don't want to blow my own trumpet. Oh, look. <laughs> we well. just we love a bit of that on this show. We're always blowing our own trumpet. Yep. It's a festival what? of trumpet noise <laughs> every single day. I'm just looking for stories that we haven't got to. Mm. Uh, they've discovered a new beer in Canada, oh. which is half polar beer, yeah. half grizzly beer. Oh. And they've got to think of a name for it. Growler. Growler or Pizzly. That's the big I argument. I like Pizzly myself. You know what this is? It's like nature's version of Brant, really, isn't it? <laughs> Is that? Has, has a, have they caught? They've got. They've got one. Yeah, they've got a pizzly. How big? Uh, it's giant. It doesn't actually say the size, but it's as big as your standard grizzly bear. Oh, yeah, but, but white, slightly but white. white. Oh it's, yeah, it's halfway. It's sort of a caramello oh, kind of. Geez, uh, I'd love a, yeah, you'd love a grizzly bear. No, a panda you? bear, ideally. Okay. But I'll take a grizzly. All right. Is that just con- to have round? Is that contra? <laughs> a yeah. panda bear. People going to be calling in now. <laughs> You're listening, panda Give us bear dealers. <laughs> They're very hard to get. Crazy John's Band of Bears. <laughs> I think they got a mention at the concert <laughs> last night. Oh, Crazy John. I uh, Just quickly, Tony, I saw the, uh, a, a news conference for the Mundane Green boxing match Yeah, last that's, night. that's sports, is it? It's boxing, Tony. There's <laughs> right, gotcha. basically two guys punching <laughs> right, each other. Writing right? it down. Yep. The one where they hit each other. Yeah, gotcha. there okay, you go. Good. Anyway, so they're trying to make it really classy, you know, kind yeah. of Vegas style. Right? Well, so it they, is classy. Isn't it, though? Oh. Uh, so Mundane walks in, you know, all his gear on, and, you know, it's, it's a nice big hat with a feather and a whole bit. They're trying to make it really, really classy, all Vegas style, everyone in suits. At the end of the press conference, Mundane's like, yeah, that's it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat him. Yeah. Everyone's clapping and taking photographs. He gets up and then has to shake the hand of a man dressed in a crazy John's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> the dignity. dignity. <laughs> Always <laughs> dignity. Here's a big story we didn't get to. In Kuala Lumpur, a housewife said a spiritual medium duped her into sex with him 51 times <laughs> I saw to exercise that. evil spirits. I didn't know that worked. I wonder man. if the exorcist is, is worried about being caught. There's only one thing that really worries me, and that's hair loss. Oh, look, we're not <laughs> suggesting it's warning. But how's that like, like, you know, 51? How does it get to 51? And why did she draw the line at 51? But around about 48 of these, <laughs> I was convinced. In the 20s, I thought it was all sweet, you know. <laughs> what was she going for? Maybe it kept coming true. Oh. Uh, hey. There you go. That's true. Ma- and then on the 51st time, she went, oh, but I'm not winning Tets Lotto tonight. <laughs> Good luck to everyone who's going to have an exorcism over the weekend. Yeah. Good on you. Call in. Uh, obviously, this bloke, you know, we've been talking about Private Jake Kovko. Uh, no, we haven't. That's just no, a lie. No. Uh, oh, why did I say, mm, I went, mm, Here no, in Australia no. we have. And, but, and, of course, we forget about the Bosnian bloke. Still no, yeah. not home. Still here. Kenyan International still, he's, he's been delivered about several times to the wrong family. Oh. They're hopeless at Kenyan, aren't they? Yeah. They're hopeless. It's not working. And listen to this. They're not I can't like... do jokes about dead soldiers. No, I'm sorry. That's really... <laughs> I was trying to, my mind was going, there's a reason for that. I just can't do it. But yes, he will come home eventually. But we'll a sack Czech, that career company. A Czechoslovakian couple uh, have been waiting from Kenyan International to deliver the body of their son for over four weeks. Mm. Poor people. Kenyans say the check is in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> See, you can. I'm wrong. You I was can. wrong. I stand corrected. 
As long as you got a canned laugh at the end. You can take our canned laugh back to the cage if you want, Brisbane. I think I might. Hello to everybody who works on that show and indeed anyone who pushes buttons for any station right around the nation. Uh, Thanks for coming in, George. My pleasure. The podcast, the new podcast is apparently up on the site if you want to go there. It's about half an hour of gear from this show, the bit where we called that shop Purple Fashions. Oh, that was good. That's on there. People wanted to hear that. I'd like to thank everyone who contributes. Nikki, our producer, Matt in production, doing a brilliant job. What about Katie on the phones? Mr. Marslin pushing the buttons, done a brilliant first. Is that what you're going to call him? He needs a nickname. He needs a nickname. We'll have a competition. And, of course, Ed Cavalli, a pleasure as always. Oh, a pleasure with you, Tony Martin. And uh, we will be back next week. And I think the key word today was Grola or Pizzly. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back on Monday with our friend writer, Michael Ward. Ah. And it's all thanks to Census. One, two, three, four...